Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and a very good evening. Welcome to the airways of the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM with myself, Muhammad Zain Majid, and of course the program being QA. Well, let me uh, invite you immediately to send us your questions via the SMS line on uh, the number 47913. You don't need to type in anything, all you do is just type your question and you send it off to 47913. And on the line uh, this evening, he is in Pretoria, the Honorable Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein, that will be answering your questions. So, Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum. Shukran jazeelan, brother Muhammad Zain. MashaAllah, how's Mufti keeping us Pretoria? No, alhamdulillah. Today is a nice weather, daytime, mashallah, but nighttime it gets but cold, but alhamdulillah. Everything is fine. Alhamdulillah. Well, we go straight into our first question. Some of the questions that was left over from last week. It said, Mufti, my brother, my brother's wife left him three years ago. She had relationships with other men that he knows about. They also share a child which he cares for. Is their marriage still valid? She doesn't want to come back, but he's still holding on to her. He also nafika her and the child. Must he keep on with this? بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونسولي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد All praise is due to Almighty Allah the sustainer, nourisher and cherisher of the universe Peace, blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam In a case like this there are two different issues one is, is the marriage valid when, according to him, his wife has been having affairs with other men? So yes, the nikah is still valid, but Quran Karim states, Al-Khabithatun When a lady is impure like this, then an immoral, she will go to immoral men, and you are tayyib and you are pure. So it is best that, that you just release her, give her talaq. Why should you hold on and so forth? So if you want to forgive her and she wants to come back and so forth, there's a different thing. But she doesn't want to come back also here. But anyway, your marriage is still valid. Second issue is this. Should you continue nafaka maintaining her? No. Because she is disobedient, immoral, you don't have to give any nafaka and maintenance for her. However, for the baby, the child, that you continue giving the nafaka and maintenance. My advice to you, brother, will be two things. Number one, that give her a divorce and talaq. And second one, try and get custody of the child. That is my advice to you. Shikhan Mufti, uh, that SMS number, once again, for your questions, 47913. Send your questions through to 47913. And remember, SMSs are charged at 150. Now, Mufti, your lady says, I'm 55 years old. When I get my period, I only get it at Maghrib time. Then I'm for the entire day, I'm clean. And then the next night, Maghrib, it comes again. What do I do? You are entering the phase of menopause now, sister. So once you know that this is your menses, according to the color that you are seeing, yesterday Maghrib time you saw, today Maghrib time you saw, and so forth, so it will be counted as menses as long as you are convinced that that is menses with the color and so forth, according to Imam Shafi'i. But you must remember at this age of 55, you are entering the phase of menopause, therefore it is so irregular, but you continue considering and counting it as your haze and your menses. Now, Mufti, what is the ruling once a woman gets married in Islam? Is it a must for her to take her husband's surname or should she keep her own? 
in Islam, the woman can maintain and retain her own surname. We see the honorable wives of Mustafa, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, Khadija binti Khuwaylid, Aisha binti Abi Bakr radiallahu anhum for all of them. So we will say in a case like that, in Islam, the woman maintains and retains her own maiden name. However, because we live in Western societies and so forth, so she can use the surname of her husband and so forth. That also is permissible. Or if she wants to keep a double-barrel surname, so she keeps her surname with her husband's surname. So all these are acceptable Islamically. Now, Mufti, if I want, a uh, person says, I want to know, if I didn't make intention to fast uh, the night before, during the month of Ramadan, one of the evenings, and I oversleep for Sehri, do I still have to fast? Yes, you must still fast, provided that intention does not mean that you have to read the words and all these things. Intention means that you have it in your heart. So in your heart you had it, that's why you said you want to wake up for suhoor, but you overslept. And now you overslept, you didn't wake up for the suhoor. So now you continue fasting, although you didn't have suhoor and sehri, your fast is totally valid. And remember that in a case like that, you must not break the fast. The fast was so short, so you continue fasting. SMS us to the number 47913. Next question, uh, listener wants to know, Mufti, what does a Rabbi Habili Ummati mean? Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla has taught us various du'as, but this is not one of the du'a. So if you say, Rabbi Habli Ummati, it means, O oh, Almighty Allah, give me as a gift my Ummah. So it means that you are asking Allah to give the whole Ummah to you. So rather make the du'a like this, Rabbi Allahumma Hadi Ummati Ummatan Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Oh Allah, guide the Ummah of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Words like that you can use, so that will be better. Next question, it says, Mufti is performing Salatul Tarawih wajib for females as well. It is sunnah muakkada and meaning an emphasized sunnah, not wajib. And remember that a woman should perform it as well. And you know, if they didn't perform it and if they don't have a valid excuse, if they are old or sickly or musafir, then it's a different issue. But she's healthy, everything, then obviously that is not right. So, you know, if a person is missed the tarawi without a valid excuse, now there's no qaza, they should just make toba and istighfar, beg all Almighty Allah for forgiveness. This question, Mufti, besides myself, my husband only has one brother. As Mufti has said before, in community of property, marriages are not advised for Muslims. Can Mufti please advise what is acceptable for my husband to legally give me during his lifetime in terms of inheritance if I do not have brothers or a father to take care of me in the event of my husband's death? His brother has a house already and I will not have a home should our house be split should my husband pass on Mufti. You are married in community of property. That's not the ideal situation. But if you and your husband want to, then these are one of the options. So one option will be that you'll make a joint will, so you have one will for both of you. Second option will be that your husband donates and gives you the house during the lifetime, so you can do that as well. 
Or third option will be, and I think in your case this might be a viable and practical option, that what you do, you and your husband, if you got a good, solid marriage, then you will say that, fine, let us become 50-50% partners in everything, in our assets, in our liabilities. So then you leave it like that, community of property, and you say that we are partners in everything. So when your husband passes away, and if there's a child or children, then you will get 12.5%, and so you will be 62.5% owner of the house. If there's no child, no children, Children, then you will get 25% that is the wife so you will become owner 75% of the house so in that way whichever permutation you look at you are the majority shareholder so in that way then nobody can then you know kick you out or evict you or anything of that sort there so that is my advice discuss it with your husband and see and you know that certain percentage will go to your husband's brother if there are no children and so forth so but you will still hold the majority and if your husband wants he can give you the house in your lifetime and you know you just transfer it on your name so that's an easy way of solving the problem indeed mufti mufti what is the ruling on collecting your work pension monies that were not necessarily invested in a sharia compliant way should we use the interest to do what mufti Okay, yeah, there are two uh, different aspects. One is your pension, which you are entitled to, so that you collect, fine. You can buy food and everything with that, and your clothing and what have you. That's halal. <clears throat> then regarding the interest portion that is there, so you got two, three options. Option number one, you give it to poor people, Muslim or non-Muslim, without the intention of reward. Or secondly, you know the government is taxing us and so much, so you pay your taxes with it and so forth. So all that are options that are available to you. Shikha, indeed. Uh, going on to our next question. Uh, it says, Mufti, can I fast my days that I owe for the month of Ramadan, or should I wait until the six days which has now passed, uh, six days of Shawal, Mufti? No, what you should do is immediately after Eid, then you start with the Qadha. And when the Qadha is finished, then if you want to keep the six parts of Shawwal, then you keep that. You don't have to wait for six days and all that, then start your Qadha. So Qadha can be from the second day of Shawwal, the day immediately after Eid will fitter, it's fine. So my advice to you, brother, sister, that you must four, five, six, seven fasts during this Ramadan. So tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, whenever you want to start, so you start and commence with the Qadha and finish that. And still, if there's six days left or so of Shawwal, then you keep the sixth fast of Shawwal as well. Inshallah, shukran for that, Mufti. What we're going to do now is break for the walk to Faisha, and we'll get in contact with Mufti in approximately 12, 13 minutes time, inshallah. Until then, assalamu alaikum. In the meantime, you can still send us your questions via the SMS line on the number 47913 after Aisha. We'll continue with the program Q&A. My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, 91.3 FM and 95.8 FM stereo. 
Okay, to uh, 91.3 FM, and of course, uh, the voice of the Cape, the program being QA with myself, Mohammed Zain Machita, and on the line once again answering your questions, uh, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein. And you can still send your questions to the number 47913, and I'm sure that we will not be able to answer all of the questions this evening because, of course, the time being limited with the Waqt of Aisha uh, during this hour as well. But whatever we can't, we will um, endeavor to answer it the following week, inshallah. Well, going straight to our uh, next question with in this round, Mufti, it says uh, uh, the boys' parents came to us uh, for the girls' hand in marriage. Uh, they'd like to get married next year, but the boys' family is talking about first getting married at the court uh, for the purposes of the house, Mufti. First of all, they should try and get married as soon as possible. Next year also is too far. So if they have to uh, do the court marriage first because of the house and so forth, so that will not be really a nikah. That is just a formality so that they can get the house on their name. But they can do that. But my advice to both parties will be that get married as soon as possible. And that is the advice of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. Oh, you group of youngsters, whoever has the means to get married, get married as soon as possible. The hadith in Bukhari Sharif. So once you delay, delay, you know, over the phone and the messages. So all these things we know about. So therefore, let them get married as soon as possible. Uh, Mufti, a lady fell pregnant outside of marriage. She's uh, six months pregnant. Uh, can she get married now at this stage of six months uh, to the father of the, the baby, Mufti? They should get married, but according to all the schools now, the child will be illegitimate, and the illegitimate child's lineage will go to the mother. So make tawbah, both parties, sincerely repent to Almighty Allah, get married, and the child will be born, and the lineage of the baby will go to the mother and not to the father. Next question, Mufti. Interesting one about the radio. It says, Mufti, which adhan takes preference, the radio or the live adhan outside, especially during the month of Ramadan? Oh, obviously your masjid one because the radio one is a recorded adhan and in that case there what will happen is that sometime because of programs and so forth maybe it is given before time or delayed or something so you follow the adhan of your masjid that is the safest option next question it says Mufti I'd like to know if all the fish is halal even sharks to eat Remember, Imam Shafi'i, Rahimahullah, states, Jami'u ma fil bahri halal illa drifda, that everything in the ocean is halal, according to Imam Shafi'i, Rahimahullah, except the frog. And he excludes the frog because of a hadith mentioned in Abu Dawood, Naha Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, an qatli drifda. So therefore, Imam Shafi'i says everything is halal. However, the Hanafi say only those things that belong to the fish family that will be halal, nothing else. That's according to Hanafis only. Mufti, a guy came to ask for my hand in marriage, but not sure want to get married because he needs to pay off his debts and find a house first. What should I do? The best thing you should do is tonight is Laylatul Jumu'ah. You read two rakat salat and then read the following du'a. 
in a case like that, where either party becomes murdered and leaves Islam, so obviously the marriage will be null and void now, and you, the family, that what you try to do, if your sister or brother, whoever, left Islam, Allah forbid, get the ulama, the shuyukh, and the imams involved, and if you can bring her back into Islam, alhamdulillah, if she says she doesn't want anything to do with Islam, then you must sever ties with her, excommunicate her, you don't speak to her anything, and try and get custody of the children, because the children want to be Muslim, so in that way at least we can protect and save the children's iman at least. Mufti, my brother's wife left him a month ago demanding him to give her three talaks. They have two children and she refuses to send the children to us. What can my our parents do to help the situation? Again, what you need to do, there seem to be a lot of social problems. Mm. So you get the ulama, the seniors of the family, and wasulh khair, and reconciliation is the best, and there are innocent, masum children involved, it seems. So if she's still stubborn and so forth, then give her one talaq, not three talaq, and then tell her that there's still a hope for reconciliation, and you want to have the reconciliation because of the children. But if she's still not interested, then remember, you can give the second or third talaq as well but don't be in a hurry my advice will be get the elders and the imams and the learned ulama involved first Mufti I'm a 16 year old young girl who wants to go into niqab how do I go about doing this is it the right thing to do Yes, it is the right thing to do. What you should do is speak to your parents, speak to your family, and tell them in Surah, in the Quran Sharif, Surah 33, Surah Ahzab, verse 59, all Almighty Allah states, Ya Yuan Nabi, O Mustafa Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Kulli Azwajik, tell your beloved wives, Wabanatika, your beloved daughters, Wanisail Mu'mineen, and the believing men, their women, our wives, mothers, daughters, sisters, Yudinina Alayhinna you want to practice on that verse there so therefore that they must also make dua and you continue with that do not let the shaitan put whispering whispering sounds and make it negative for you you want to do good you continue with the good inshallah Mufti, I've had an ongoing problem of irregular menstruation, uh, bleeding. I have been on different medication and even seen a gynecologist, but I haven't been of much help. I sometimes bleed for almost a month, which means I miss out on a lot of masala, even during Ramadan, it lasts for 20 days. I've also heard that after 15 days, it's no longer considered as a period. Can I make salah, fast, read Quran as normal? Is this true? What should I do? Sister, according to the Shafi school, you need to remember the following three principles. The minimum amount of days for your menses is one day, 24 hours. The maximum amount is 15 days. So if menses finish today, 15 days, then the next 15 days will be clean days. Even if you are bleeding, it will be considered clean days. But because you have this problem of bleeding, so you are ma'azura, you are daim al-hadas, so in a case like that, for every first salat, then you perform a fresh wudu, and then you read the salat. You're reading Isha now, you make wudu, and you read Isha. Fajr time, new wudu. Zol time, new wudu. So every first salat you make, even if you are bleeding, you continue with your salat, you continue with the tilawat of Quran, all that is fine, that is istihada, and it is a sickness that you are affected with. Shaka, indeed, the voice of the Cape 91.3 FM will uh, go and pay the bills. When we come back, we'll have a few minutes left of the program. Q&A. 
Welcome back. We're in the last few minutes of our program Q&A on the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM with myself, Muhammad Zain Machita, and of course the Honorable Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein answering your questions. Our last question for this evening, that's unfortunately all the time that we have. It says, Mufti, what if a baby boy child uh, suckles on your breast but no milk comes out and he falls asleep after suckling your breast? Does he break your hudu when he grows up? I think this is probably not your own child, like maybe the neighbor's child, Mufti. In a case like that, according to the Hanafis and the Maliki jurists, they say when the baby is two years or less than two years old, then even if one drop comes out, you will be considered as the foster mother and the baby will be considered as the foster child. According to the Shafis and the Hanbalis, there have to be five different feedings. Then only will you become the foster mother and the child the foster child. So if this happened five times, then according to the Shafis also, then you will become the foster mother. Then maybe you didn't feel it, but you know, you must see how many times that it happened that you breastfed and so forth. So we will say according to the Hanafis and the Malikis that the person will become, the lady will become the foster mother, and they will see the child will become the foster child. So that is what we have to determine. So if it is considered as a foster child, then obviously they won't break the wudu because now it is the foster mother. And in a case of the, the, this thing where it is not proven, then obviously according to the Shafis and them, it will break the wudu then if they are not, the five things, times didn't happen. Shukran indeed, Mufti. That's uh, all the questions, uh, the time that we have questions for this evening. We've got about three minutes left for some nasikha, inshallah. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Our ad, uh, advice tonight is especially for those brothers and sisters who are inshallah going to leave for Hajj very, very soon. Number one advice is each one of us should rectify our intention. We are not going for a tour. We are going for Hajj Baitillah. We are going to Diyar Mustafa, to the city of Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So let us purify our intention and say, we're going to perform this Hajj, Umrah, Ziyarat to Medina, everything for the pleasure of Allah. Number two, that use the halal money, no interest money and haram money. Third one, make sure that we have paid our debts as far as possible. Some debts are such that it will be paid every month, so we must not default on that payment. That's very important. Fourth one, my dear listener, is today there is so much disrespect going on of the Haramain Sharifain. People are performing tawaf, people are performing sa'i, making salami, but they have their iPads, their iPhone, and this camera, and that video. Remember, that does not behove and befit a person who is the guest of Almighty Allah, the guest of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَمَن يُعَذِّمْ شَعَائِرَ اللَّهِ فَإِنَّهَا مِنْ تَقْوَى الْقُلُوبِ Whosoever shows respect and reverence to the symbols and the landmarks of Almighty Allah, that is a sign that that person has got taqwa and piety in his heart. Two, three other issues that, yes, we can do shopping, but that should not be the main objective and the main purpose and main aim. 
Another issue is from now, go to the learned ulama, go to the mashayikh, and attend their classes so we know what is expected of us and so forth. Another important issue will be that, remember, from now, daily you read two rakat salat, whether after maghrib or after isha or daytime when you get time, and you say, wa arina manasikana wa tub alayna, surah 2, verse 128, O oh Allah, show us the places of, of uh, hajj and umrah, and this is the dua of Nabi Ibrahim, alayhi salatu salam, show us the places of hajj and umrah, wa tub alayna, and forgive us, O oh Allah, innaka Indeed, Ya Allah, you are very, very forgiving, very merciful. Surah 2, Surah Baqarah, verse 128. Learn about Madinah Munawwara. And from now, tonight is Laylatul Jumu'ah. Abundant salawat, salutations, durood sharif, all that. So when we stand in front of the Master, alayhi salatu salam, we know the words by heart. So prepare from now, prepare from now. As-salatu as-salamu alayka, Ya Rasulullah. As-salatu wassalamu alayka ya habib Allah As-salatu wassalamu alayka ya khatam al-nabiyyin Prepare the labbaik, you know, from now Labbaik Allah ma labbaik Labbaik la sharika laka labbaik Inna alhamda wa ni'mata laka wal mulk La sharika laka Light-hearted, quickly Once South African got lost, you know And he didn't know Arabic And they in Mina, where our camp was Many years ago, opposite Al-Baik restaurant was there so he went to the police and said, Al-Baik, Al-Baik. So the police replied, Al-Baik, Al-Baik, Allahumma Al-Baik. So brothers, we don't want Al-Baik and Al-Baik to get mixed up. So prepare yourself. Inshallah, we perform a quality hajj, a quality ziyarat to Madina Munawwara. May Almighty Allah take us all for hajj. Allah with safety, comfort, and honor, Inshallah. Barakallahu feekum to you, Brother Muhammad Zain, the listeners, the management. Make dua for all the ummah, especially Majid al-Aqsa and the Haramain Sharifain, and all the brothers and sisters who made intention for Hajj. All Mighty Allah take us all with Izza and Afiyah. Shukran jazeelan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Afwan wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Allah guide and protect you, inshallah. We speak to Mufti again next Thursday, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. Well, that was uh, Mufti Abdul Qadr Hussein there on the line. Uh, he was this evening in Pretoria answering your questions. And uh, shukran to everyone for sending in your questions. Whatever we couldn't ask this evening, it will stand over for next week, inshallah. Shukran to Mr. Faldi van der Lili, pushing all the right buttons. And of course, uh, the dhikr this evening will be coming to you live from the William Street Masjid that's out in Woodstock. From myself, Muhammad Zain Masjid, until I speak to you tomorrow morning for Friday in Nasiha, I greet you. Assalamu alaikum. Warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.